0: Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs. Across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. So there's a current discussion ongoing in in maybe some mission circles in the mission world. If you can even call it that. Um, And the the discussion is about um, what to do with the word missionary uh, and the concept of of missions. Um, uh, recently, a book was written, and I think it was entitled "If If Everything Is Missions, Then Nothing Is Missions." And there are parts of of that um, argument, that parts of that um, discussion that I probably agree with, and there's probably parts that I disagree with. Um, but just off the top of your head, you know, hearing that what do What do you think is if we call everything we do, you know, in in God's kingdom, if if the specific action that we're taking, if that's if everything's mission work, then are we going to miss true, genuine mission work in that?
1: When I hear that, a movie title comes to mind, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I don't mean that. I do mean that. In other words, I see the good about that because. We'll start doing trivia things that do not add anything to the kingdom. Hmm. Oh, I'm on mission for God, right. But at the same time, I see some people who financially give and sacrifice that cannot leave home as they're not involved in missions. I, listen, I know individuals that sacrifice beyond measure to be able to give money to missionaries who can stay in the field. Yeah. that To me, their sacrifice may be greater than the person who is on the field, Nathan. Agreed. I agree. So I, I agree with that. But what we're doing, if we're not careful, we will trivialize so many things, and we will normalize some things that really doesn't amount to a Hill of beans that the church is doing.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that the, the the point of the discussion is um, there's a fear that we will miss the main thing, um, you know, making disciples of all the nations, including the people groups, the nations, uh, the tribes, the tongues, the languages, the the people that have not had access to the gospel yet. If we start doing all these activities and call it all mission work, then we're going to leave that off, that extra hard stuff of making disciples among the nations, crossing those cultural barriers. Some of those are very real barriers that are hard to even to this day to um, get to those people. Um, if, we, you know, if we say, oh, we're doing mission work and we're just you know, giving a little bit and doing just a little bit and it just makes ourselves feel better, then we're going to neglect doing the hard things. I think that's the fear. That's the reason for um, this being an issue. And it's kind of like it's almost shop talk, you know, where the church is just kind of discussing this among ourselves. And that's kind of what we're doing today. And uh, it's a healthy thing. It's not something that um, you want it to make the focus of, but but it's still a healthy thing.
1: I would not take the side of either. You know, sometimes they give you an issue and one person is to present the positive side and the other the negative I could not do that and do it reality on both sides because I understand your opening remark. With some of it, I agree. With some of it, I do not. I think we could give some illustrations here, and I you know, I don't mind going online on the radio airways and, and doing that. I see some of the things that the church does in spending so much money on themselves that I do believe that the church— is going to be held, those churches will be held uh, under judgment for, uh, I would say, wasting money that could have been used in a greater way elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Now, we can always do without, do without, and sometimes doing without at home causes a detriment to, to discipleship in reality to send others. But I, that's not the case in most churches that I know about. Most of it is spending money on things that, that really we could do without that I'm not sure you could call missional work. Uh, some of the things that take place, Nathan, and uh, that I've observed that in church budgets. You can get a church budget and see where they're spending their money and tell something about that church and yeah. want their own mission for God or not.
0: Yeah, and it's not just churches. It would be individuals and families. You look at the uh, the account, the uh, the budget, the checkbook. Then you can also look at the calendar and see where time is invested and and what's important. Well, does um, the church keep their members so busy that they don't have time to do mission work? Uh,
1: that that can be the case in some, in some places, I believe. Uh, you know, meeting at the church for everything. Oh, we've got a meeting every night, and 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 they brag about it. Now, what's the purpose of the meeting? Don't you have to ask the purpose for the meeting? Yeah, I think so. I think that that's what will tell the tale, I guess. But um, let's let's give an example that you and I were involved in uh, when we were on church staff together, and uh, you know, Halloween is one of those things that. You look at, and uh, I know some people want to just turn off their lights, uh, hide in the deepest, darkest room, and ignore it because of the connotations of Halloween. And I understand yeah. the thought process behind that. I dis- disagree with the response to that. What an opportunity. And you and I both experienced this, yes, uh, we, we had had all these great things for our kids to come to the church and, yeah, and like have Alternatives fun. to yeah, trick-or-treating. Yeah, an alternative or to trick-or-treating. Is it missional? Well, we say, bring your friends, and we have a time of devotion. And I understand that, and it was not bad. But I thought we had the opportunity to do something better. That was my opinion now. Well, not everybody's opinion, but it was my opinion, that we were going to have what we call trunk-or-treat, and it's where everybody... You know, has candy in their trunks and they decorate the trunks and the kids come by and they get it and they invite their friends. It's great. And then we were saying, in place of going trick-or-treating, we were going to neighborhoods close to where we lived and we're going to knock on doors and in place of asking them for candy, we're going to give them something. Because during Halloween, people open up their doors, went to to strangers when they won't open up any yes. other time. So
0: one night a week, uh, one night a year, that you can knock on a stranger's door and they'll open the door, happy to see you. Yes, <laughs> and and they see an adult there, and it's it's good to have a child
1: with you. But if they have an adult with you and they say, oh, no, we didn't come to get candy. We, gave, we came to give you a light bulb. But we, we came to give you a pen. We came to give you a track. We want you to, to have this. We're so thankful that you would receive this. And you could tell them more. You could invite them to your church, to your small group. But that was an opportunity. And, and making it missional, uh, I felt like we were making the most. I would say that was on mission for God.
0: No, I agree with you. Um, is that was definitely um, being on mission and utilizing that that uh, time on the calendar to to do that. So some will and and we kind of have this the, this this approach on this uh, on this program exploring missions that we want to equip the church to live on mission wherever God. Wherever they it. are, um, but some will take that concept and and. And I understand where they're coming from. They want to specialize mission work to only include crossing cultures and making disciples of Jesus, like directly making disciples, sharing the preaching the gospel, seeing people follow Jesus, and planting churches out of that. So um, that's that. Yes, that's that is mission work. Is it any more mission work, or is it less mission work to do the? Knocking on doors at Halloween, <laughs> uh, inviting people to church. Well, let me give you this: uh, my wife and I,
1: your mom, we go to churches and we do family revivals and marriage conferences. It's not because I know everything; it's still because I'm still learning. By the way, and make trying to make a difference. But we come, and we talk about the baggage that everybody brings into a marriage. You know, and we call. F- Families—they call them—are you from a dysfunctional family? The answer to that question, in my opinion, is yes. But to what level of dysfunction? Right. Some people's dysfunction is a one; others is a ten, the maxed out. Yeah, they put the dis in dysfunction. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I would say the same thing about your question. This is missional, but some missions is a ten. Yeah. And some missions is a one. If it's not missional at reaching people with the gospel and discipleship and strengthening their lives and their family. Strengthening the family is discipleship because where's the greatest place for evangelism? It's not the church. It's the home. That's the greatest place. You get a father uh, saved 80 something percent of the time the wife and the children come along. Definitely. You get the mom saved, it's about forty percent of the time the children come along. A child being saved, a lot of times it's just twenty-five percent of the time. But the father being saved and so have like having a wild game supper. A men having the men's ministry having a wild game supper, that's a man thing, and them inviting their people to their and and you say cross cultural even in america man there's some people so backward in their biblical knowledge and their training it is nearly like yeah. it, it is a it's nearly like a different yeah. culture that, that they come from so would that be a 10 no that would not be a 10 that might be a 3 but doing what you're talking about being called and selling out and going to an unreached people group that's the max that's a 10 but I would them missional, but if it's not, I think you ought to not do it. Yeah. That's my opinion.
0: So the question then is does the level three mission activity This is our this is our scale. We're we're just making it <laughs> yeah, up on the, the fly. We didn't we don't have this official. Right. Uh does that uh take away from the level ten mission work, or could it? I think
1: it adds to it. Okay. Okay. How do I add to it? I would say this guy that that he was cooking for the wild game supper, and uh, he's got a friend that he he went elk hunting, and he calls his friend up that's uh, you know got elk in the freezer, right. And he tells him what he's doing. He's man, you mean I can do that? He said, yeah. He comes, and he comes to that meeting and all of a sudden he's around these guys that love god but they're men and they're having fun they're talking about what kind of guns they use on the hunting trips they're talking about the lodge they stay in they talk about when we go to our lodge we have a bible study after everybody gets there and this this causes this guy to see, man these are real men they're not a bunch of sissies they're real men and he starts coming to church he gets saved And the next thing you know, he hears about a mission trip that's going to take place to Nicaragua. And he signs up because he goes. He goes to Nicaragua. He is, and this is close to a real life story that I'm telling. This guy gets so on fire for God that he gets started training by the missions director in that church. And when the mission director leaves and the pastor leaves, he's still at that church carrying on the missions, going to places like Nepal, going to places like there. And it started where? Just a normal thing. So it's a mission. Uh, I I don't see it taken away
0: if it's real. I see it adding to. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, Am I making my case strong? (laughs) (laughs) No, you've made a good case. Um, Here's what I, I really think this. What's the real problem? The problem is, and you you talk to any missionaries, you talk to any uh, leaders of mission organizations, you talk to anybody with boots on the ground, just about anywhere, you, the number one need they have is for more workers, right? I mean, that's, and Jesus told us, pray for more workers. Um, the number one need is more workers. If, if you're really trying to see more workers, you're not going to, spend too much time arguing and differentiating between what's missions and what's not. You're just going to try to get people to take the next step, whatever that next step is, and eventually you'll see more workers, I believe. Um, now, the real way to see more workers is the the mission field itself. Be- the harvest field becomes the mission-sending field. Um, that makes me think of the passage in Matthew 10 where Jesus is uh, calling the 12 to him. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, It says, summoning his 12 disciples, now catch that word disciple, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. And so then it lists, Matthew goes on to list Simon, who's called Peter and Andrew and James, and so on and so forth. From verse 1, Jesus called his disciples. In verse 2, he names the the apostles. Now, what's the difference between a disciple and an apostle?
1: One one follows, and the other one goes. <laughs> That's yeah. the truth,
0: you know. Um, is that is that not the story of what our lives are supposed to be? We're supposed to come follow Jesus, and then go and become fishers of men, and as He sends us out. And and these
1: men did that. If you. Uh, I I'm relating a sermon, and I don't know if you were there when I did this, but I did a, a message on, the, on that exact passage of Scripture about being sent out. And uh, I had the apostles, uh, 12 men playing the 12 apostles, and we were putting up the upper room where Jesus washed their feet. And I had a guy that would play the part of Jesus, and he would be washing the apostles' foot, both feet rather, and I'd stand behind that apostle, and I gave what we knew about that apostle, and what some believe happened to that apostle, and it was it was one of the greatest uh, responses that people ever had. It was a message, and as Jesus is was washing the feet, I was telling this apostle that what they would do for the kingdom. They were disciples who were called out to be apostles. Sent out. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion about what apostle means today. Uh, I I agree. You and I agree that the closest thing there is to an apostle today are missionaries. They're sent out to go. When I say missionaries, we're talking about that high classic ten missionary <laughs> that is sent to the cross cultural. We know for sure what happened to Thomas. A lot of them are speculative. What happened. We, we do believe Peter was probably crucified upside down. The evidence is pretty strong for that. But we know Thomas went as far as India, where he would be martyred for Christ. They, they have a marker, uh, you know, honoring him in India even today. Cross-cultural, cross-language, cross-everything you know. Again, ten, that's a ten. I here's my thoughts on what we're discussing. I believe you need levels on all of them in Acts chapter one, eight, when he says, you know, we're to be witnesses, martyrs, he says in Jerusalem. Now, that would not necessarily be cross-cultural. That would be right there where they were, you know, familiar Judea, that was the surrounding area. Samaria, oh, now we're getting into a cross-culture. <laughs> the culture. wrong side of the tracks. Wrong side of the tracks, wrong people. And to the uttermost parts of the earth, that's what he said, you shall be my witnesses. I would say every, I'd say Acts chapter 1-8 is complete missional. Mm-hmm. And you had those levels. Now, we've also talked about, while I'm there, I just got to drop in. Starting at Jerusalem, starting at the big city region. Yeah. Uh, a lot of denominations, they've moved evangelicals, they've moved out of the center cities and gone to the suburbs so where it's safer. Yeah. So God may be calling us back to the center mm-hmm. of that. But with that in mind, I would say Acts 1-8 demonstrates
0: missions, but it demonstrates it in all those levels, Nathan. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, you know, in that passage in Matthew in verse 1, they're called disciples in verse 2. They're called apostles. The only thing in between that might change that is that Jesus gave them authority. Now, did Jesus give only give certain individuals authority to be sent out and go, or does he give authority to all his church? If you go back to Matthew 28, all authority has been given unto you. That's
1: to the church. So the church has as authority. The church as a whole. As a whole. It seems to me, now this is me doing what I do on the weekdays on the other program that I do here on the American Family Radio Network is exploring the Word. We dissect the Word of God and everything. When you look at Matthew chapter 10, you look at that individualistic. I give these 12 men this authority. In Matthew 28, it's giving it to the church, all church. We go in Jesus' name. We go in His power. We go in His love. It's it's going where Jesus would go, um, and, and that's everywhere. And we come to Matthew twenty four, and it says this gospel is to be preached to every tribe, every tongue, and and that's what we want this program to do. We want people to be energized that they do volunteer to be a mission trip to to Nepal, a uh, volunteer to uh, uh, you know do soup down at the local local soup kitchen. We we want them, but God's going to call some of them out to go to places that are difficult, Nathan. Yeah. Wherever those are to the uttermost parts of the earth, the unreached people groups, somebody's somebody's got to go.
0: Yeah. So, collectively, as a whole, as a body of Christ, the the Church Universal, we've been given authority to and been sent out. We're not just the called out, the the ecclesia were the apostoli, the sent out ones, to go into all the earth and live on mission wherever we we are and whatever we're doing, um, but there are individuals then who have been given authority individually to go as missionaries, crossing cultures to make disciples and plant churches. Is that? It we're is exactly right.
1: We are in complete agreement. And in an earlier program that we taped, uh, we talked about Paul having a skill that he could take with him to these cross-cultural places. We're living in a day when there are a lot of the places that's most strategic missionally that they would not let, quote, a missionary in, but they'll let a technology guy in because they're wanting to know more about the technology of the Internet, about the computer. They would let a, a person who is an animal scientist in, because they need to help with their cattle dying, and they can go in and they can help into a difficult situation. Yeah. And I would say to you, man, that's, is, that's missional from the point of view. And so to equip yourself, uh, equipping yourself is missional in a way to be used of God. Yeah. God, you uh, was talking about the disciples and apostles. What he had been doing before Matthew chapter ten is equipping them to become apostles. You don't, yeah. You just don't happen. No, there's got to be some discipleship. So discipleships and mission work they better go hand in hand. With one more thing, and you and I've talked about this: the prayers of the saints and the finances of the saints. Mm. They all need to work together, don't they? They're not.
0: They should not be separate. Well, you can't separate them and, and carry out the the task. It won't get done. You know. A missionary can't live on the field without prayer and without finances to be there. So they all go together. Um, so maybe the, it's not a helpful question then to ask, is this certain activity mission work and is this certain activity not mission work? Um, maybe it's, it's a, a question about how intentional toward missions are we being in this activity and that activity. And how Does that make sense? It does, Nathan,
1: and how important is is it for the church to hear that from the pulpit? Uh, I pastored 38 years. I still do interim pastoring. And I I, I would say until the last 10 years of that 38 years did I see, uh, yes, I believed in missions. Yes, I promoted it. But not until the last 10 years did I see the Bible as a missional book I saw it more as a handbook for Christian living, and it is that, but it's more than that. If you take mission out of the Bible, you wouldn't have a lot left. God sent. God gave. uh, He gave his word. He gave a vision. You know, all of that, every bit of that is missional, even in the prophets. Uh, Look at Amos. He would leave, and he would go prophesy to the northern kingdom. So there's a lot of, even in the Old Testament, not just in the New Testament, you see the missional part. Psalm 69 is as missional as they can be that the whole world may know. Mm-hmm. And and we, we praise the Lord for that. We're on call and we're on mission from God. But I still think, let's go back, is what some of individuals are doing that they call missions, is it really missions? I, I think you need to examine that, and if it's not... Uh, You know, but I I still think strengthening the family is a mission because guess what's going to happen out of that? That's where a lot of the missionaries are going to come from, from those homes that's been blessed. So that's the reason Jan and I are able to go to churches and and we talk about how to strengthen your family because we know God (laughs) ordained the family and uh, we feel like it's a mission to the family. Now, to what level? That's somebody's scale that they've got to do. But I don't see how anybody could deny that carrying the the gospel to an unreached people group is is the tenth tenth number of of being maybe missing, the highest priority highest priority. Right. And yeah. and if we're not careful, I've used this illustration before, like when a national a natural disaster happens on the coast and it's dev- devastating the coast. But as the hurricane came inward, it did more damage and more damage. And when it got to you, there's a little damage done. And you go and get that tree out of Miss Smith's yard and feel like you've done everything when the Gulf Coast is devastated, Mm -hmm. you you know, and that's the way it is. I I believe that's what you're talking about. The unreached people group is where the storm has ravaged and left nothing there. And we're satisfied cutting down trees in our neighborhood and calling that as important as that.
0: And I, I firmly disagree. So we need to do both. We need to do both, <laughs> and, uh, and we need to prioritize. We where, need to prioritize where it's most needed according to
1: Scripture. And the church, I, I think, I think it'll be a struggle. Uh, it was, but you look at the strongest churches that you have in the New Testament, you'll find out they were missional. Jerusalem Church was missional. The Antioch Church was missional. The Church at Philippi, missional. The strongest three churches that I can identify in the New Testament, the Corinthian church, you don't hear too much about them. Paul had to admonish them. You guys need to get with it and collect that money that you're supposed <laughs> to have. I'm coming. You better have it waiting on me. So we're we're looking at God doing a great work in missions. And so what was the name of the book? Uh if everything is missions, then nothing is missions. Well, we want you to be on mission for God. And you go where God tells you to go. Make a difference where you are. Make sure that Christ is is seen in your life, at work, uh, on the soccer field. Uh, but be ready. Don't you think so, Nathan? Be ready to yeah. go
0: and be an apostolic in your mission calling. Yeah, we've, we've all been given the authority To go out and make disciples of all the nations. So start where you are right now and see where God takes you. And
1: it will be the most exciting journey you'll ever travel. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on the American Family Radio Network. We pray that God would use you and that you would be on mission for God where he has placed you.